What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Éducation, papa, wall, pas moins. Parole, éducation, papa, wall, pas moins. Moi, puis l'étudiant qui sent direction. Même l'elle finit l'école, m'a dit pour qui raison. Que ça qui tes amis, ça qui tes familles. Pour d'intelligence, l'entroupédie. of 1804. I should be live on air. And to my co-host, Hugues Girard, both of your lines are open. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you very well, Alice. Good evening. It's oh. a great pleasure to be from Legacy of 1804. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yes. Um, we had a hiatus last week. 
uh, where it was just impossible to broadcast for a variety of reasons. Uh, but we are back, and um, we have a show chock full of information for you because, of course, lots, lots has happened uh, since we were last live here. And tonight we are trying to talk about um, the, well, <laughs> There really is a lot going on. I don't know if you would agree with me on that, but um, we've got the NOAA situation, and I think that's that's you know it's if if all of the stuff going on with the Chinese rumors wasn't enough, we've got the NOAA situation with money laundering uh, allegedly going on on the NOAA board. And NOAA is the National Organization of Advancement of Haitians, based in D.C. It's another one of those. Um, quote unquote, professional Haitian organizations. And then, of course, we've got the 10,000 gourd tax on the diaspora. Um, anything else that you think we should be discussing tonight, Hugues? Uh, we should probably revisit the familiar term of corruption within the current administrations in Haiti, with at uh, this time the firing of the social affairs minister. Uh, over uh, overbilling of uh, school kits for uh, that were distributed by the first lady. More on that later. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, I've noticed that that also is making waves. But where do you want to start? Uh, we should probably start uh, with back to the diaspora because I'm diaspora, so I'm biased. Okay. All right. So you want that before we go into the Noah gossip, because that's 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 absolute gossip and uh, quite a, quite a peculiar story. Very peculiar story, which is unfortunately going to uh, further erode the um, lack of trust that people have in uh, NGOs and not-for-profits functioning uh, both in Haiti and in the Haitian community. But let, yes, let's, let's indeed um, start with the 10,000 gourd tax on the diaspora. What's that all about? Well, um, the executive branch of the Haitian government and uh, members of the Haitian parliament thought it would be a good idea to expand what they call the state fiscal plate, find ways for the, for, for the state to collect more taxes. Um, since they can't touch um, the business owners, the, 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 the big business owners, because they bankrolled the current administration, and the vast majority of Haitians are effectively poor, if not unemployed, definitely overwhelmingly underpaid. Um, so where else can we find money? Uh, how about we tax all Haitian citizens? Aha, two million of them living abroad. So they decided to enact this law that has already been voted on on the lower chamber of parliament to um, just impose an arbitrary 10,000 goods or about 160 to 63 US dollars at today's rate on uh, Haitians living abroad uh, without uh, just ten thousand dollars that they will have to uh, to to pay to the government on, and they call it revenue taxes. Uh, and this, of course, uh, automatically raised several questions. 
this law, as I said, was uh, uh, voted on by the lower member of parliament and uh, the Senate has yet to, to, to vote on it. And so far, uh, um, apparently the president of the Senate, uh, Yuri Latochi, has publicly stated that he's going to be against it. Uh, he's, going, he's also be, since been joined by another senator who said that he will vote against it. And, uh, and uh, of course, this automatically became a political issue because Yuri Latochi is, is expected to run for president sometime soon uh, in 2022. Uh, however, um, the problem is that Mr. Latouche's party, uh, the AAA, and its members in the lower chamber of parliament had have already voted on that law. So they are for it, members of his party are for it, and supposedly as president of the Senate, he's against it. So that's a one political uh, aspect of, of this. Um, this time around, the diaspora uh, certainly jumped on it and, and, and started pushing back immediately because they saw this for what it is. It's arbitrary, it's uh, unconstitutional. Um, they, the state is not free to impose this kind of taxes on certain segment of uh, the population and not on others. So immediately different ministers and other members of government uh, took to the press to uh, um, voice their opinion on, on, on the matter and explain that we misunderstood that uh, now they've uh, changed their mind and it's going to be for everybody. That everybody will have to give this uh, forfeiture this uh, uh, just give 10,000 goods to the state as taxes, uh, which raises uh, the question of uh, uh, the matter of double taxation for those living in Haiti and the matter of taxation without representation for those living outside of Haiti. And that's just one aspect of the question. Uh, we said the um, Haitians abroad started pushing back immediately uh, with uh, a petition and et cetera. Uh, and uh, open letters to the government explaining uh, why this is wrong. Uh, that uh, contrary to popular belief, people in the diaspora are not necessarily rich. They're, uh, we have uh, um, several situations. People in the diaspora are facing all kinds of situations from retirees uh, who are broke to people who are still without the, uh, um, papers uh, in the various countries where they live. Uh, to people who being unemployed and sick and old. And uh, however, the way this is a problem because the way the, the, the law is presented is that if you are Haitian living abroad and uh, you go to see an Haitian embassy or uh, consulate to request service from the government, uh, say to renew your passport or to get uh, uh, some kind of document sent to Haiti to execute some business on your behalf. At that point, before they provide you with the service, whether it's the passport or, or, or some kind of uh, um, power of attorney, you will have to pay that $10,000 first. Another aspect of the law that is extremely problematic is that um, the Haitian government seems to have taken upon itself to act as an agent of the of the of the governments of the countries where the diaspora lives by demanding that not only the diaspora has to pay the 10,000 goods, but they also have to prove that they have paid taxes, income taxes in the countries where they live, effectively demanding people show tax returns. Uh, and, and this creates a, a, a different set of problems because it, um, effectively, it would effectively provide the Haitian government with a data bank of very detailed information 
that people feel can be used for any number of extracurricular activities from uh, intimidating diaspora to effectively arranging uh, uh, um, criminal acts. And it's not a secret to anyone that this uh, current administration and the one before it uh, is, uh, have been chock full of known criminals. Um, it's not a secret to anyone that the actual president himself is uh, under current, it was inaugurated, was brought into office uh, after being indicted on money laundering. And that indictment is still pending in the courts. So people are, are, are nervous and, and they push back. And um, the common thing now coming, uh, the overwhelming thing coming out of the diaspora is that people do not want to um, pay taxes to a Haitian government that has not provided them with any kind of service at all. They feel this money is warranted and, and that taxes uh, on revenues should be paid where it was earned. Um, so that's some aspect of, of the question. Uh, we're waiting uh, to hear uh, how the Senate will uh, vote on this and uh, the vote is expected to come in sometime next week. All right, Legacy of 1804. Now, is this supposed to, like, what is the criterion to be eligible to pay this tax? Do you have to have a Haitian passport? Do you have to you, you have never renounce, quote unquote, renounce your Haitian nationality or citizenship? Um, who, you, you, who do they want this tax from? They want this tax from to all, quote unquote, Haitian citizens. And they are easily identified when they show up at a government's office, such as a consulate or embassy, to ask for some government service. Um, they can pay, they will have to pay it at that point. But when they go to Haiti to uh, conduct some business, at first rumors had it that uh, upon uh, deplaning in Haiti, when, you pre when the Haitian citizens present their passports uh, at the airport, and if they, once they are identified as residing overseas, uh, they would immediately uh, uh, be asked to pay this tax. And apparently that was a rumor that, uh, um, that's been pushed back by the government explaining that that would not happen. But that was, the, uh, that was part of the explanation of how this government intended to collect this tax. Uh, the government expanded uh, uh, on its explanation by uh, stating that, for example, if you own property in Haiti, if you're trying to bring in a car, if you're trying to conduct any kind of business in Haiti and you don't reside in Haiti, you will have to pay those 10,000 goods on top of the regular fees for whatever service uh, you're asking for while in Haiti. Uh, the criteria is very simple. Uh, you're a Haitian citizen and, and, and this is something you have to prove when you go ask for the services. You have to show an ID card uh, you have to show all your tax papers in, in Haiti. Uh, uh, you might even have to show tax returns in Haiti itself, depending on, on your income level, depending on the kind of service. So if you, if you don't have uh, 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 tax papers to show in Haiti, you are clearly residing abroad. And at that point, you would have to pay the 10,000 goods before they can provide you with the service. All righty, the legacy of 1804. We are talking 
with our co-host tonight, Yuji Lau, and we discussed the tax on the Haitian diaspora that the Haitian government is trying to implement. Um, so you, what likelihood of success do you think this law will have? It's one in passing, and even if it's passed and actually collecting, what do you think? Um, well, and, 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 and is this, you think, going to create a feedback loop to insist that the Haitian business class starts paying more taxes? Uh, the Haitian business class seems very safe from, from, from this ruling so far. Um, because they're getting so, so much feedback from the diaspora itself, uh, of essentially revolting against this tax, there's a school of thought out there that, uh, that presents this tax really uh, as a, 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 a grab, a grab, the real target being the 58,000 or so Haitians who are uh, 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 who might be deported from TPS. These people are going to need papers from the Haitian government. And uh, uh, um, cynically, uh, um, they might be the real target of this tax. If other Haitians can simply stay away from Haiti or not ask for, uh, for services from the government, those 58,000 uh, TPS holders facing deportation will not be able to avoid the Haitian government. They will have to face the government and they will have to pay those 10,000 goods, even though um, they are on their way out. All right, all right, okay. So I just can't resist and I can't wait. And I'm, I, I, because so many people are asking me about it, I want to move right into the NOAA story. Does that work for you? Of course, let's move on. All right. So this, um, I don't know if you have a better headline than this, but I'm looking at the Nouvelis story uh, dated August 29th. I don't know if you have a better story. I think some of the US news agencies pick the story up too. So if you saw anything else like that, just send me a link and I'll um, read it too. So okay. what we have is, okay, what we have is uh, Le Nouvelliste. Sorry, I'm waiting it to load. I'm waiting for it to load on my phone. Um, unfortunately, uh, my phone is uh, slow to load the story. Um, but the title and I'm actually going to translate the story as I'm reading it. The title is Corruption, an ex-colonel of the U.S. Army, an influent member of the diaspora arrested. And, you know, I, I always love to hear these influencers who you, you, I, I, at least, I don't know about you, had never heard about before today. Um, so a, a, a colonel, <coughs> sorry, a retired colonel, of the U.S. Army, Haitian of origin, was arrested Tuesday, August 29, 2017, accused of having conspired to, uh, I guess, uh, bribe or um, blackmail, Sudwayi, what would you say? I think it's to blackmail. High Haitian blackmail. officials. Mm -hmm. High. Haitian well, officials in uh, the 
context of a development project of a of a port development project of eighty four million dollars um, projected in Haiti. Uh, and, and this is what the uh, U.S. prosecutors announced. Now, this man, <laughs> where do we start? Where do we start here? Um, I don't know if we should, uh, be, if before I continue into the Nouvelle story, you want to quickly jump in here. Uh, that's pretty much it. And uh, I was wrong about uh, uh, blackmail. In this instance, it would be bribe. He, he, it uh, is bribe, um, okay. According to the Boston Globe and, and Reuters, uh, um, Dr. Joseph Baptiste of the National Organization for the Advancement of Haitians um, was trying to collect funds from some investors uh, into uh, this project that he set up, and uh, he basically, according to the to, to the to the, uh, to the uh, um, indictment, he was arrested by the FBI. Uh, this was a sealed and unsealed indictment, by the way. Mr. Uh, Dr. Batista uh, thought he was uh, he was home free when the indictment was free, was sealed, but apparently they reopened it and and, and uh, arrested him. Basically, he told uh, the in potential investors in his company that he would deem between twenty to fifty thousand dollars to bribe some officials in Haiti to have the project move forward. The project. Um, it has to do with the building of a port and port city in uh, Molte Nicolas uh, in Northwest Haiti. And um, a, a, a port city that would provide uh, everything you expect from a port uh, and, and the people who work there and uh, those who pass through uh, from boat services to um housing and uh, uh r and r and rest and relaxation to education to uh, uh, creating uh, uh, new modern jobs and changing life in that part of haiti um and he needed investors and this the project was uh, being uh, spearheaded by a a, a a non-profit that dr batis set up after the earthquake in 2010 called uh haiti invest um so that was going to be there their project. The problem, according to some other sources, such as IT Observateur and our good friend Ezeli um, Dantor, is that um, Dr. Baxis's project ran into some problem because it was viewed as competition uh, uh, for uh, the port at Lafito in, in Port-au-Prince and another port or project apparently spearheaded by the Clintons and, and Friends of Bill um, in the northeastern part of Haiti, uh, which is on a uh, in Fort Liberté, which is on a direct route uh, uh, of the mines. Let's not forget the mines. So uh, 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 the political aspect of uh, Dr. Batiste's problem is that supposedly he was, uh, he, 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 he represented competitions against some powerful interests that uh, didn't want any. Uh, hence, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Dr. Batista's problem, uh, troubles with uh, the FBI. But uh, as I said, Reuters and um, the Boston Globe presented the story quite differently. They basically uh, uh, presented the, uh, uh, the story as one of a, a corrupt Haitian businessman uh, who was uh, about to bribe uh, Haitian officials and ran afoul of the Foreign uh, Corrupt Act, which basically forbids uh, 
American businessmen from um, bribing foreign officials to do business. So this is a double-edged sword of a story. Um, and one one has to wonder is this is this about the bribes or is this about the competition and uh would Puerto well, Rico or the Clinton court not have similarly bribed Haitian officials which of course you know we we just have would to be ask. ridiculous my answer to that is that uh, so it's not fresh fast right now. <laughs> um correct right, 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 right. yes yes okay in, in that, well, today, for example, uh, the FBI, in, an FBI informant basically identified, according to uh, a, a, a new Twitter that I read this afternoon from a fairly reliable source, um, the FBI informant uh, uh, identified uh, the Haitian official that uh, Dr. Baptiste was uh, 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 gearing to bribe as a uh, former uh, Haitian Prime Minister, Mr. Laurent Lamotte. Uh, that's huge. That's pretty. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. This is according to the Haitian Info Project, uh, um, uh, whose tweet can be read um, online. So uh, apparently, uh, Dr. Batis ran afoul of some pretty powerful interests in Haiti. Um, some of which may not have wanted the competition of, of a third uh, 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 port being involved, uh, uh, you know, opening itself up to Haiti's mines and so on and so forth, which uh, other people want to control. Wow. You know what I love is how simple you're making this. Um, I've been running into people who are thoroughly mystified about what, you know, what is this? Um, and what's interesting is people are implicating NOAA as a whole, but do you think that's correct or is this, was this just involving this one man? Well, um, the problem is that most of the NOAA's big wigs were also involved with Haiti Invest. Um, people such as, uh, uh, uh Raphael Meuse. Uh, who's worked in, 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 in building huge infrastructures such as ports and port cities. Uh, people like Dr. Woody Moise, who ran for Congress in South Florida. Um, they were also board members and I assume primary investors in, uh, in uh, Haiti Invest as well. So this is why it looks like it's all of NOAA. Um, because NOAA for the longest time was floated, at least in, uh, in, in, in the Washington circle, as the uh, Haitian organization, Haitian-American um, organization par excellence, um, because you have all these uh, uh, very uh, successful Haitian-Americans, most of whom strangely have done military service in America and, and went on to uh, very successful uh, other professional careers. Uh, supposedly, they, they were well connected within Washington Circle to um, make things happen for Haiti. But uh, based on the evidence, uh, that has not been the case. 
in that they haven't made much happen for, for Haiti. They've been they've cozied up to the to to the business class and uh, and the eight families in Haiti for certain. Uh, so there's a, a part of the rumors that we're hearing is that uh, Dr. Batiste thought he could play both the Bijos and the Meuse in Haiti, and apparently they may have flipped on him. Wow. Uh, you mean play them against each other? or Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Because right, he has so the Meuse on, his, on the board of his, of his uh, IT invest. I see. Right. Got it. Got it. Fascinating. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if it sounds like we've um, uh, made the rounds of the story, but let me just uh, scan, scan the Nouvelle-East article to see if there's anything uh, more in there. So the article says that uh, the colonel, so this is a, a mil- uh, colonel and doctor, right? That is that Hello? is correct. That is correct. Okay. Yes. So according to the Nouvelliste, the retired colonel Joseph Baptiste, uh, influent member of the diaspora, was arrested in his home in Fulton, in Maryland, for conspiring in order to corrupt Haitian officials implicated in the construction project of an $84 million port in Molsa-Nicola in the north of Haiti. Uh, The influent doctor who uh, used to welcome uh, Haitian prime ministers in his home as well as US US parliament members and was a consultant informally to the the State Department, now this is interesting, on um, matters having to do with Haiti, was accused in front of a Boston tribunal, a Boston court in Massachusetts, of having violated the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, FCPA, a federal U.S. law dating back to 1977 on the struggle against corruption of, of foreign public agents and on money laundering. He received according to the indictment, $50,000, $50,000 American dollars by, from an FBI agent, uh, from, a, from an undercover FBI agent to bribe Haitian officials that were incited. So now this is interesting. So then on top of that, he was given $50,000 to bribe. So, so this, is, um, this is entrapment on top of it. In other words, this story is, 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 is suggesting that it wasn't even his idea. He was, an, an undercover FBI agent gave him $50,000 to bribe a Haitian official. That's true. But if you go... Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying uh, going through uh, um, the, way the stories presented in, in, in American media, um, Dr. Batiste uh, really incriminated himself by supposedly uh, providing this uh, uh, um, unknown agent to him, unknown to him, this agent with the, the means through which to funnel um, to funnel the money to him, and the money was funneled through uh, an NGO that is also run, and apparently this is not no another NGO that uh, um, Dr. Batista had set up uh, using the the. His, that organization's letterhead, et cetera, 
and uh, 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 showing the, the FBI agent how to funnel the money to, uh, uh, to him. And by the way, by the way, uh, the indictment went on to say that Dr. Batiste, did, in fact, did not use the money to bribe an official, but rather kept the money for himself. Which is probably wow. got him in real trouble because he did now <laughs> because he double he double you know he double crossed the FBI he kept their money. <laughs> wow! Effectively okay. them from moving on to the next level of of this case, which is the Haitian official who was supposed to get the 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 bribe, which is probably who they were going after. Honestly, <laughs> you think they were going after Lamotte? Uh, they were going after whoever the official was, and so far Lamotte is the one who's been identified as the official. Wow, that is <laughs> super fascinating. And, uh, and Haiti, uh, Hollywood has nothing on Haiti. I well, that's an understatement. <laughs> so uh, Joseph Baptiste, uh, aka Joe Baptiste, uh, received this money through. A, uh, a nonprofit organization which he controlled. He kept the money, according to American Justice. And during the conversation with the undercover FBI agents, Joe Baptiste reported Reuters confirmed that in Haiti, you have to pay to play. And for him, those uh, backdoor deals uh, are just tips for parliament and. Um, uh, and other officials. During a meeting in 2014 with the under, wow, so this has been going on for a while, hey? Wow. 2014 with the undercover agent, according to the indictment, Joseph Baptiste solicited um, a backdoor deals with the intention of paying uh, Haitian government officials in connection with uh, infrastructure projects including a, uh, a mining project and the construction of a port in Molsenicola uh, to the tune of $84 million. He explained, according to the indictment, how he, uh, he could payments to members of parliament for, diverse, for various projects through his organization. Uh, Dr. Baptiste, who had supposedly made an arrange arrangement with um, with um, uh, with um, the U.S. justice system by pleading guilty at the end of 2015, uh, returned uh, changed his mind, according to the authorities, and so he will be represented at trial on Tuesday. And the Miami Herald and Reuters have not uh, been able to get in touch with him, with uh, him, with his lawyer. The construction project at Molsa Nicola uh, never went anywhere. It was uh, it was not approved in 2014 by the uh, Minister of the of Economy uh, of the Economy and Finance, Marie Carmel Jean Marie and or by the Prime Minister Laurent Lamotte, who thought that uh, this project was not uh, feasible. Uh, now I'm quoting the uh, this is a this is a blow to the Haitian diaspora. 
uh, commented um, uh, anonymously an, an observer who says that this important member of the uh, American elites, a doctor who had um, access to high spheres of politics in both countries, is innocent uh, until uh, until proven guilty. However, that does not mean that he is innocent for this uh, great personality, the FBI. The FBI would not probably go after him if he wasn't guilty, uh, said this individual. This information reported in the U.S. press had the effect of a bomb. Uh, and for the moment, uh, people are commenting on social networks and really aren't uh, aren't taking sides apparently. And but even if the this situation um, affects uh, many, uh, obviously the the um, the effects of the trial will be personal, will be individual, um, will affect him personally. So, who is um, Dr. Joseph Baptiste? He was born in Port-au-Prince. He is the son of a, a lawyer uh, father and a an accountant mother, and he finished his uh, secondary studies in Chicago. He has a doctorate in, well, he, he is a doctor in, um, he's actually a dental surgeon. And um, he joined the American Army when he finished his program in his residency program in dental surgery. Uh, Dr. Batiste uh, then served actively in Iraq during um, Desert Storm in 1991. Um, at the end of which he was given, he had the distinguished rank of colonel. He's a highly decorated soldier, has lots of diplomas, uh, uh, prestigious diplomas, and he has a good, uh, he, 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 he was the recipient of tens of medals, and his recognized in the dental community as being one of the dental surgeons, one of the most competent dental surgeons in the US. And I, as usual, I'm wondering if there's a little bit of overstatement here on the part of the Nouvelliste, uh, but I don't know. I don't know what you've read about that. Uh, he distinguished himself when it came to Haiti by creating, oh, actually he, is the, he created Noah. He wasn't just a member. ANOA, of course, stands for National Organization for the Advancement of Haitians in 1991, which uh, the Nouvelles is calling the principal organization of, de of, 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 of defense of social rights of Haitians in the United States. And I, I'm sorry, that's, that's, that's beyond an overstatement. NOAA has always been heard of, but I, I don't know what they've accomplished for the diaspora. Um, I don't know if you disagree with that, Ud, but I mean, for the longest, we, we were hearing a lot of national, um, of the um, 
whatever the organization was that uh, Jocelyn McCullough was the head of. That that one was much more, to me, prominent, uh, although it's now defunct. But NOAA, to me, has always been kind of a brand name, uh, kind of like a shell that probably, and now we have the proof, was there to take care of some of its members' personal business. Um, I, I, I don't know what they have really done to defend Haitian rights, but you know you can opine on that when I'm done with this article. Um, this article is saying that uh, Dr. Joseph was very well regarded for his leadership in the Haitian community. Again, um, this is not my personal experience, but uh, you know that that's probably completely not untrue, um, and that he had a lot of influence in the U.S. political sphere when it came to Haiti uh, as the president and founder of the ha 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 Haitian Diaspora Federation, and that's another complete shell, uh, by the way. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I I I can't uh, an organization, and and we know this because their Facebook group is uh, completely like has nobody manning it. Um, and it, it, it's like these organizations, it's, it's like uh, they're carcasses and once in a while people who need to use them to, to achieve certain ends, just like brandish them to their ends. But these organizations do not do anything. They don't have any day-to-day uh, -day operations. And I've been um, complaining for years that the, the Haitian diaspora, the, the, the HDF, Haitian Diaspora Federation, doesn't federate anything. It doesn't federate any organization. So um, to say that this is a, you know, again, you know, this is like Haitian journalists, like taking taglines and just not doing research. That organization is a shell organization, as far as I know. It is a, and so, but to continue what the Nouvelles is saying, is a not-for-profit organization, uh, regrouping 25 Haitian organizations, major Haitian organizations throughout the world. Um, again, that's to me, that's fluff and PR. And uh, Dr. Baptiste, and, and I, I would love them to actually name the 25 because, again, to this day, I have not personally been able to find what this organization actually federates. Um, the, the Dr. Baptiste represents the Haitian diaspora at the national at the uh, general assembly of the of the united nations well actually he represented the haitian diaspora at the um uh at the uh, general assembly of the united nations during the conference for donors for haiti in march 2010. anyway so this apparently is an article written by robert son alphonse and patrick Saint-Pré and uh, inspired by articles in Reuters and the Miami Herald, and it appeared in the Nouvelles. So I'll let you opine on these loose ends that uh, I'm personally very skeptical about and uh, allegations made in this article. Well, the timing of the creation of NOAA is very telling. It came on the scene um, following the coup d'etat or uh, the military coup d'etat against Aristide in 91. Uh, and uh, it's very important to keep in mind that uh, Dr. Batiste is a military man himself. So um, it was immediately seen as uh, buttressing his fellow military men down in Haiti. 
he wanted to act as this buffer between the military in Haiti and the American um, political class as they dealt with the, um, you know, issues that uh, surfaced after that bloody coup d'etat, where uh, at very least 20,000 uh, Haitians from the masses and, uh, and, 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 you know, the slums and uh, wherever um, were killed simply because they were poor, black, and living in ghettos and identified as Lavalas. Um, uh, as someone who's, uh, uh, who was active in Brooklyn and who hit the pavement, as we like to say, in downtown Manhattan quite often, I can assure you we never saw Noah. Um, okay, uh, and this federation that he's talking about, we've always we, we've heard of this organization, and we've always referred to it as the bourgeois organization. It's understood that this was the the the, the, the money, the business classes, that in Haiti who established their presence in the midst of the diaspora uh, here in the United States, but never really represented the diaspora. So to me, that's that's about as much as I can say about NOAA. It's, it's very well known that NOAA was a very right-wing organization, and uh, um, to that end, it always sided with the business class in Haiti. It, it, uh, and, and, uh, and to prove uh, we can't point to anything that the NOAA has done to um, indeed federate, identify, and channel uh, Haitian talent, hyphenated Haitian talent abroad toward uh, uh, improving anything in Haiti. So it, it, it exists in names and contacts. That's about it. Um, it's uh, what my friend Jack Afrique would call a wine and cheese uh, organization. <laughs> and uh, without uh, naming names, I can think of a few uh, more of those uh, alleged associate, national associations of Haitian professionals, um, or actually, and not the friendly one who's come on the show several times, not 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 AHP. We're very good friends with Gilles Colbert Charleston. But um, the other one, NHP, we, they've also been on the show, but um, we've, we, you know, I would uh, finger them as another one of those wine and cheese Haitian organizations. And we've debated this several times when talking about these so-called uh, association, uh, you know, professional Haitian associations. And there's another one with the word round table in it that's also in New York. Uh, but, you know, we, 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 a lot of our friends are in them. Uh, a lot of people we respect are in them. Um, not all of them are in them for the same reasons as uh, maybe some of the founders. So, you know, we're not going to belabor the point, but um, there is a tendency to create these kind of um, fluff, again, wine and cheese organizations. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, that uh, that really are there to advance, you know, personal agendas of, uh, you know, certain, either the founders or, you know, some select uh, members of these associations and organizations. So this is uh, hopefully a cautionary tale, by the way, for the other wine and cheese Haitian organizations, wouldn't you say? Uh, because here it is, Noah, I, at this point, hopefully 
uh, you know, it's it's been, you know, and I mean, I've had I've had nothing but uh, complete suspicions about uh, HDF uh, for a long time. I mean, this organization is such a shell that when social media first started, um, very few people were doing Facebook groups and one of its then um, uh, advocates. Uh, knew that I uh, knew Facebook very well. And they were like, do you want to be an administrator uh, to this group? And to this day, I am the only active administrator of uh, this is of the Haitian Diaspora Federation Facebook group. And obviously tons of Haitian, I mean, it's got like tons of people in it who just join it because it's a Haitian organization and it's quite popular. And, and I keep approving the request. But my point is, I have never none of the actual Haitian Diaspora Federation people actually give a flying rat's ass what happens to this Facebook group, uh, which to <laughs> me, you know, explains how much of a shell it is. And I mean, so I actually post this show. I, I post tons of stuff in there. But again, this is a total phantom operation, uh, I believe, certainly on Facebook, but just all, which I think, you know, generally, because, you know, generally, if an organization exists, at least one of its real members or core members are going to be super involved with the Facebook group. They're not going to just put it in the hands of a random person uh, and just never even look behind uh, and, and, and check in. Okay. Um, so I think, I think we've spent quite a bit of time on this story. Uh, I think we could probably move on to topic three. Um, I would like to revisit the Chinese story just a little bit, Ug. I don't know if you, only because uh, apparently some video surfaced. I don't know if you've heard of this video. Um, yes, I have. Good. I have okay. Anything. Okay, great. So, but do you want to do that first or do you want to go next to the Minister of Social Affairs and the uh, very expensive uh, uh, back to school kit? School kit. <laughs> <laughs> Which one should we go it's, with it's first? So sad. It's very um, sad. Let's do school kids first. Okay, let's do it, school it, kids. It, All right. It, it's a good segue actually into the Chinese story, and you'll see why in a minute. Perfect. Go uh, ahead. School kids. Um, Aviol Florent, and here's your clue Aviol Florent's under protection, uh, and Minister Roosevelt Bellevue has been sacked. These are the actors in the school kids affair um, who are apparently are being protected uh, at the National Palace under the umbrella of the Ted Kali government. Um, first of all, we have to rem let's remind you that following the summary firing last Tuesday of Minister of Foreign Affairs for presumed corruption, um, international press came, came back uh, went back to the uh, perception, to the uh, indices of, uh, of uh, the perception of corruption in Haiti, which they elaborated on in the last report of Transparency International. We, we have opinion about that. According to that document, Haiti, that the, the country that, that's run by the Ted Calais, uh, uh, is number 159 among 176 most corrupt um, government on the planet. Big scandal blew up uh, in the middle of the Moïse Lafontaine um, administration, according to Haiti Observateur, in its uh, Wednesday edition. Suddenly, as the newspaper said, the 
National Palace is trying to camouflage the whole thing to avoid um, showing the people close to the presidency who are implicated in this uh, corruption affair. Uh, this operation wouldn't succeed uh, if they didn't get rid, uh, without hesitation, uh, of the Minister of Work uh, and Social Affairs, um, whose name have been in the media all of last week and on social media, uh, well up uh, uh, certainly Sunday, last Sunday night and last Monday. So it, there was a clear indication that Mr. Bellevue was about to kick out of the, uh, the, the, the cabinet. Um, in order to uh, calm down the public rumors that have been flying around him. Um, so what exactly happened? It, uh, this is what happened. According to social media, um, Mr. Bellevue had signed, had contracted the purchase of uh, school kits, you know, school backpack with pens and pencils, notebooks, and, and, and the like. Um, he uh, agreed to buy them uh, at 36 US dollars, whereas the kit in question is sold on the open market, on the local market in Haiti at $17. Uh, they're not sure how many kits were ordered, but sources close to the National Palace put them somewhere around 200,000. Uh, if these numbers are confirmed, this transaction um, could have translated in a good half million dollars, uh, uh, which would make the uh, planned trip that uh, the minister was preparing uh, for Brazil. Uh, in fact, we've heard from other sources that something like 950,000 uh, um, was skimmed off the top from the school kit thing. Um, and also, according to Scoop FM in Haiti, which had originally blown the scandal, uh, they also talk about the participation of two ministers who have the support of, quote, two powerful women at the National Palace. Uh, let's not forget that these kits were distributed by the First Lady herself. Um, and... Uh, um, Apparently, these people were not about to get caught up in, uh, in this affair. Neither the ministers nor the women uh, uh, who, are, who were supposedly in charge of this entire fraudulent transaction. Um, so they're wondering when the DEA is going to step in, when the Commissaire du Gouvernement is going to step in to shed light on this. We know how these things work in Haiti. Um, According to information reported by Tiosevateur, certainly uh, in the business uh, um, community uh, that are close to the National Palace, um, it is asserted that the presidency itself is not a stranger to this affair and that um, Minister Roosevelt Bellevue has simply been made the fall guy in order to uh, make the public rumors go away. People who know the, 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 the um, who know this matter well uh, make them believe that contrary, when compared to um, orders, uh, purchase orders placed by others, uh, which others meaning Avion Fleur and uh, other people, uh, Mr. Bellevue uh, is not guilty of much. 
And so uh, they went on to name uh, Aviol Fleurent, who's close to the National Palace, as really the power behind this scandal. Um, he and here it is. Um, Aviol Fleurent is considered untouchable uh, in in this case because uh, he's supposedly the one who established the contact with the Chinese, with the Chinese companies on behalf of the Jovenel Moïse government. So uh, he's, for now he's being protected. And uh, um, yeah, that's, that's the basic idea, but uh, they say the real, the real person uh, behind uh, this, this, this whole scandal, this new school kid candle may have been Aviol Fleurin himself, um, who's close to, to the palace. Voila, there you have it. So another, um, you know, and how do they do this? Somebody placed the orders and uh, basically inflated the prices. It's known in Haiti as uh, surfacturation, uh, overbilling. And uh, they pay the merchants who go away and then they split the rest among, uh, among themselves. Uh, and uh, apparently the circle was kept very tight this time around which may have been the source of the scandal. When people don't get the cut, they talk. If they get the cut, they don't talk. Voila. <laughs> wow, okay. So, <laughs> yes, so this is, uh, this is the day-to-day yeah, I mean, I guess this is just another page in that, you know, the inner workings of government, government corruption, and all of the little ways in which what passes off as uh, policy or even, um, uh, I don't know, humanitarianism, obviously school kits are very needed, um, you know, turns out to be a scam. And this is very unfortunate. Uh, what I'm loving, though, is that we're getting lots of, uh, uh, you know, I love it when my lurker listeners who don't normally pronounce themselves, but who listen nonetheless, um, or, you know, who don't call in or who don't even tweet, um, just kind of make themselves manifest out of the blue. And um, we got a few reactions on social media. We we heard from uh, it's funny I just mentioned uh, J Johnny McCalla who was the uh, head for years of um, oh man why am I blanking out on the t on the name of this organization National Organization for Haitian Rights uh, NCHR there you go National Coalition for Haitian Rights uh, NCHR which was very influential certainly in New York when I was um, in the 90s from everything I can remember where I tweeted, which 25 organizations does the Haitian Diaspora Federation actually federate? And he, he retweeted it and added, good question. <laughs> uh, also, we heard from Dr. Jonas Jolivert. Again, that's a lurker. This is the first time he's, uh, you know, coming forward. And so, you know, it's great to, um, it's great to uh, get acquainted with listeners or even just, you know, people who may be just following the live tweeting. And to my question on Twitter, how influential, uh, how influential is, was Noah really in the Haitian diaspora? He says, good question. And uh, he says it in French, but I'll say it in English. We can say the same thing 
for uh for uh for a lot of the uh auto pro auto proclaimed uh leader organizations uh in the diaspora and to my question which 25 organizations does the haitian diaspora federation actually federate he says not at all and i'm assuming he's saying that it's not federating anything at all which is something that you know was very obvious to me uh, several years back when the Haitian Diaspora Federation was apparently trying to, was when certain people were trying to use it to, I don't know, as some sort of front to, you know, uh, accomplish things during the uh, accomplished personal uh, projects during the, the earthquake. So it's great to know all these people are listening, uh, especially since we took a, a, a little hiatus last week. And um Caller in three four seven. I see you just called in. I'm assuming that uh, you you may have something to say. If you want to say it, do press one so I know that you want to speak. And of course, if you're just listening, that's fine as well. Um, so uh, I also did get some, uh, I guess, personal reactions. Um, one person who I guess I won't say their name because they they texted me personally said uh, mantra. Shell organizations and corporations are not unique to Haitians. Rather, they are the essential basis of capitalism. And that's, uh, I love putting our, uh, you know, Haitian drama in uh, global perspective. And that's very important for us to remember. Okay, so um, how about segueing then into uh, the latest about China? I had a very long conversation with someone who listens to the show often and has called in in the past. Uh, and who shall remain nameless unless, of course, they uh, manifest themselves and come out and uh, decide to speak up. Uh, and, you know, I had this very long conversation uh, last night with this person. And, you know, they were telling me that there there actually is starting to be, you know, evidence about the Chinese story. And, and on uh, LOF 1804, uh, Ugena, we don't always agree, but we certainly did both kind of agree that it was necessary to approach this uh, Chinese are about to invest in a bunch of Haitian uh, infrastructure story, even though it appeared in the HuffPo, with some skepticism, only because, as um, you guys pointed out repeatedly, we've not seen the Chinese themselves come forth and um, allow themselves to be quoted in this story. And, you know, in my conversations um, with this listener, she did she did kind of point out, and I think makes a good point that it could just be that the Chinese want the story floated because you know Haiti is technically, you know, the State Department may not take very well with this whole um, Chinese presence thing, um, unless and this is not unusual. We could see that you know certain superpowers who fight over uh, bigger pieces of chicken uh, may not fight over smaller pieces, and so you know we we saw Russia. Didn't Russia recently give like an interesting, um, they voted on something that was pretty scandalous when it came to Haiti and that went with the State Department and the, and the U.S. position on something that uh, I remember we didn't like that much in um, on Legacy of Eastern Four. So who knows? I mean, well, but then again, there's Taiwan and Taiwan is involved in Haiti. So, um but, you know, could China just be floating the story so that, um, you know, just to see, um, you, you know, U.S. officials reaction or even just generally Haitian reaction. Um, but again, it's quite curious that we're seeing these, this story crop up, crop up in places like the HuffPo by none other than uh, Georgian 
Nina Burr, who we've, whose stories we've liked in the past about um, OAS uh, involvement in, in, in Haitian election rigging in the past. Um, but anyway, um, we've been skeptical because we haven't seen the Chinese themselves crop up. Um, well, we haven't seen the Chinese themselves weigh in to the story and speak up. And, um, and uh, but I was told uh, in this conversation last night that there is a video circulating. I have not yet watched it myself. Um, maybe we'll play it or uh, in, in, in a future show, but there is a video circulating, uh, which would be kind of a, which appears to, to be from what would be some sort of Chinese voiceover. Um, now you, you mentioned hearing about this and also based on what you've seen this week or in the last week since we last uh, addressed the story here, um, do are you is do you see any movement in the direction of this? Um, you know, the Chinese are about to invest a few billion in in, in Haiti infrastructure. Do you see any movement um, in towards this story becoming more credible? Um, only if uh, you follow the Haitian media and and you trust what they're presenting. The video you're referring to was shot by Eden's Debat of Tutaiti in full. Um, basically, he witnessed uh, the signing of the Memorandum of Understanding, a move. He witnessed the signing of a move uh, between uh, uh, some Haitian officials. I think Louis Latouche was there. and. Um, representative of some uh, Chinese companies, not the uh, uh, Chinese diplomats or, or, or government officials. Well, uh, um, you know, those, those state-run companies, uh, so many of which China has set up to do business at home and abroad. And among the Haitians uh, 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 signing these papers was the mayor of uh, Port-au-Prince, who has a very different take on what he understands that he signed with the Chinese. Uh, as far as he's, uh, he was a lot more cautious to uh, the Haitian press, where he explained that um, he signed uh, a, a move with this company that are going to uh, uh, who want to look at the feasibility of uh, some services in Haiti, whereas other sources uh, are presenting this. Uh, other sources being other Haitian sources and other uh, uh, branches of uh, government certainly are presenting this as um, as a done deal, that they have a contract with the Chinese and supposedly uh, the Chinese are coming to invest uh, $30 billion with a B in uh, Americans' backyard and they don't want the world to know about it, which makes no sense to me. And to that end, uh, my position has not changed um, until I hear this from Chinese sources or other China observers um, this story is, especially when you look at some of the persons, some of the characters in, involved in spreading it on, on the net and the media, um, and at this point I will not name names, but uh, they're, they're on the net. Um, this story is nothing but the product of the Peashtika propaganda loop, uh, where Peashtika is desperate to appear legitimate and making deals. Um, 
I retain my skepticism until I have proof to the contrary. Um, of course, I'm open to uh, to convincing evidence to change my mind. So um, I'm curious as to what transpired uh, in your conversation with this insider. No, uh, just that, you know, there are people who are a little less skeptical about the story than we are, who actually think that this is, uh, you know, this is a real story. Um, it's just that we, you know, it's it's in its early stages and uh, that we will likely see some movement on the story. So, which is good. We'll, we'll wait. Um, and uh, as we say in Haitian Creole, right? Uh, I think that that's, that's a good conclusion to the to the story. Absolutely. And um, we've actually covered um, everything that we'd planned on covering, Ug. So um, I, I'm just going to read um, some of the reactions that we got. There, there were people are popping out of the woodwork. I don't know if people missed us last week. Sometimes it's good, I guess, to, uh, uh, you know, disappear. Uh, although, of course, I did not do it on purpose. <laughs> um, but here are some of the reactions to um, tweets to the stories, to the various stories uh, tonight. On the, uh, actually, and this is not, this is a valid point, on the uh, D Dr. Joseph Baptiste story, uh, we have a uh, we have a I have a Facebook follower who wrote on Facebook again the racist FBI pushing a black person to be indicted. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, people do talk about that. There are there are some ethical issues involved with uh, FBI undercover agents. I think it's called entrapment. There's 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 a lot of literature certainly um, in the legal community about how valid it is to have FBI undercover agents um, entrap people or entice people to commit crime and then arrest them. There's, there, there, there is validity to this point, and it's, uh, you know, it's like, well, why would you tempt people into committing crimes and then, I mean, obviously, you know, and, and, and then, you know, basically take part in a crime with them, but then arrest them only. Um, that can be used indeed for um, uh, that can be used for in a in a corrupt way by authorities, you know, to get rid of people they don't like or to get, you know, even individuals to get rid of personal enemies who are in law enforcement. So that is a valid point. Um, but we understand that Dr. Joseph Baptiste is a complex figure who certainly served um, himself. I mean, we know, I mean, according to the Nouvelliste, he was a consultant to uh, the State Department. So, you know, he's something of an insider who appears now to be, I mean, and we've, how new is this story, right? Like an insider to these, um, and a collaborator to the State Department who then gets dejected. I mean, you know, I mean, how, <laughs> how new is that and uh, you know and i it's very clear that he he may have indeed be becoming too powerful for um you know for some of the most powerful actors existing powerful actors uh dealing with haiti especially the non-haitian ones um and you know this is a man who believed in playing by washington rules uh uh befriending and welcoming uh very influential people in his home so you know it's it's just definitely a 
power broker, a power broker in the traditional sense. And, um, uh, you know, as people like that play chess, uh, they come across people who are more, um, who are better at chess than they are. And that's how they fall. <laughs> I mean, that's really how I see this story. I have no sympathy or particularly hill will towards Dr. Joseph Baptiste, but um, you know, this is a chess player who just got outsmarted on the chessboard. That's really how I see it. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say to that, Ug, uh, but let me just uh, run through other reactions. Someone else, uh, Jean-Michel Alexis on Facebook said that the 10,000 gourds tax on the Haitian diaspora has been explained. Um, so this appears to be someone who actually might support that tax, unlike what we talked about tonight. And of course, again, uh, to my question, which very popular question, which 25 organizations does the Haitian Diaspora Federation actually federate? We've got Baton Moise on Facebook saying, well, that organization is often about individuals. And that appears to be, that is my, uh, that actually goes with my impression of them. So those are the reactions. Um, I don't know if you uh, have another story or, or anything, actually any closing remarks, anything else that we haven't, hadn't planned on discussing tonight? Um, no, I think that you would like to weigh in on, but I think that uh, this has been a, a, a very concise, but kind of very good rundown of some of the more uh, ethically, some of, some of the news stories that uh, address, uh, you know, government official and uh, just generally, um, self-proclaimed diaspora leaders ethics, um, as well, of course, as, you know, again, this dubious Chinese story, which we're just waiting, you know, we want to hear more. We want, we want more evidence before we actually believe, but go ahead. Um, I, I want to feel some sympathy for Dr. Batis, but I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Um, because um, if it's true that, uh, you know, he was in, uh, 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 tricked or entrapped, he certainly made things very easy. Uh, again, yeah, uh, you know, uh, correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously, yes. Right. He, he understands that, you know, people in his, I mean, so many, how many examples do we have? We know that when they're done with you, they, you know, they find a way to, 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 to push you out and, and, and to the side. That's an old story. Um, I think the tragedy with Mr. Baptiste uh, um, is that, uh, um, again, it, it was too easy to, uh, to, to, to push him to the side. Uh, after all the years that he put in building a name and a reputation for himself. I suspect the real story here we haven't heard is, is that uh, someone else was targeted. And Mr. Batiste, um, by keeping the money, at least according to the indictment, he, he interfered with the, with the process and, and, and uh, 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 stopped the FBI in its track uh, of going up the ladder to find that bigger fish. Um, I suspect that's my, what my intuition is telling me. So um, you don't even think that he was the ultimate target here? No, no. You think he no, was going to be an accessory to get a bigger fish? And, Absolutely. And, I mean, everything you're saying is, is essentially implying that bigger, that bigger fish would have been Lamotte. And, again, why would Lamotte, who appears to have been well-loved of Bill Clinton, why mm -hmm. would Lamotte be the target of such a takedown? That's kind of you asked a great question earlier. Earlier <laughs> in your reading of the 
Norman Lisa uh, on peace, you mentioned that the project didn't go through, the, the, the Multinicola project didn't go through. But if you go back, you will find that Lamotte was actually a huge, huge supporter of this uh, 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 um, Multinicola project. He was all over social media with it. He was pushing for it um, until apparently he was told there will be no money for, for your project. And at the time, um, and uh, this has been uh, um, the finance minister's, uh, the, the lady there, uh, this, this has been her defense in that she was probably, she's presented herself as one of the very few non-corrupt people within the Lavalas, uh, uh, not, excuse me, the, the Peashtika government of, of Martelli, even though she was a uh, uh, minister of finance uh, who eventually okayed all the uh, 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 most of the money that was requested uh, uh, from her uh, ministry, from her department, but supposedly she was the, the buffer between uh, the Haitian government and uh, foreign fund providers uh, to the um, to the PHTK. So she present, always presented herself as the clean one, um, and to it's not surprising to hear that uh, she was one of the two people who eventually killed the project and and, and decided not to finance it. But of course, she, they would order her not to finance the project because they don't want any competition again with the other two, two, two three port projects that 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 that, uh, that I mentioned earlier: Lafito, the one in in, in um, for Liberté, and another one in Capaïtien, which would be so close to, uh, which would feel. Um, more, which would feel more of a threat coming from uh, the Mont Saint-Nicolas project. The port of uh, Capaïtien is being re rehabilitated to do just about all of the, 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 the things that are, are on that were on the list of the Mont Saint-Nicolas project. So it, it, I, I'm not shocked at all to hear Lamotte's name uh, 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 pop in this because I remember very distinctly that he was uh, very gung-ho, very big about the Molson Nicola, the prospect of a, of a project like that in Molson Nicola. So, yeah, All so right. to that end, I suspect uh, Mr. Dr. Bastis was, uh, was uh, a pawn, but, you know, if indeed he did keep the money for himself, then he made things, he made own a downfall too easy. Right. And well, that's what's fascinating is that uh, this is a story that seems to be capturing the imaginations of people in the diaspora. People are really following the story. Uh, and I think, you know, Dr. Batiste was known as one of those Washington uh, power players for the Haitian. Well, not for, but in the, of, you know, in the Haitian community, um, certainly. So, um And uh, we have one more regarding the 10,000 gourds tax. Uh, people are really going with that uh, tweet. I guess people must have missed us. And one person responded, the president has lost all his lucidity. Don't you take uh, care of uh, what he's doing in this story. Don't you even bother with it. Um, and somebody else said, child, 10,000 Haitian gourds is no joke. <laughs> So uh, well, great. Know, it's good to know people are listening. Um, but go ahead, Yugi. No, I was going to say the real, uh, to me, the, the the real 
sad part here is that uh, I, I have a strong sense that the real target of the ten thousand, this ten thousand good, uh, um, frankly, ransom uh, uh, happen to be the real target here uh, is the this group of people slated for deportation. The TPS holders stayed for deportation. Quick math: ten thousand good times fifty-eight thousand. Uh, uh, um, uh, deportees, you're talking about $580 million um, goods. That, that, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice number. That's, that's pretty good money. So, and I can see the, the parliament going after it. I mean, you just look at the, 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 the budget that the parliament uh, voted um, for itself. A hundred, I think, 127 also members of parliament uh gets more money for the functioning of the parliament than the entire health service public health service sector of haiti think about that for a minute they took care of themselves more than health services in haiti so it's not surprising that 40 percent of haitian doctors uh people who've gone to medical uh school in haiti eventually leave the country there's nothing left for them to, to you know, to take care of, you know, if you go to medical school, you want to provide health uh, 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 services to people, but you can't do it on your own with your own hands. You, you, you need tools, you need, you need help, and it's not there. So the parliament really doesn't care. They're, they're going after the money. Um, so the diaspora makes a very easy target, and uh, particularly those vulnerable TPS holders are easy pawn, easy pawn. That's that's my take on it. Yep, this. very good point. Very good point. Um, makes makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And uh, we have done the rounds tonight. We have covered our, our topics. We thank all of those listening and reacting on social media. Uh, if anybody wants to speak uh, or wants to call in, um, you really better do so. Literally within the next ten seconds. Um, otherwise, we will reconvene uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, sorry, we, we will reconvene next week. <laughs> We're back on schedule. And um, I, I just want to give people an idea. We've done many more news and blog reviews than we uh, had done in a row in the last few weeks. And um, I'm definitely, uh, you know, lining up uh, guests to have. And I just want to give people an idea of the shows I'm working on to bring to you, although I'm not sure uh, exactly when we will have them. Um, I am planning on bringing on Dr. Sericien Joseph, who is the author of a book on uh, Jacques Roumet. I am also planning on bringing on uh, the author of the, um, of the recent book on um, L'Affaire Guy Philippe, a.k.a. Uh, yeah, um, he is slated to come on. Now, for me to bring those guests, um, either me or someone else has to actually read the books. And um, with the state of my schedule lately, I the, the reason we have not brought them on yet is that I've not actually finished reading the books. So if there are um, valiant um, volunteers and generous souls out there who have some time on their hands to read uh, either book and actually uh, lead the interview, as of course I would engineer it and of course be present um, and of course skim the books myself. But in terms of 
uh, you know, if there are some valiant souls out there who want to volunteer their services to do that, um, you know, uh, your uh, your offers are welcome. Uh, but either way, we will definitely get 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 it together to bring them on soon. And uh, we, when we last spoke about the situation of Haitians in Canada, you you we had talked about, um, you know, the you actually had brought up this very important issue of the children left behind in the United States by some of the people who have um, who are seeking refugee status in Canada and therefore cannot leave it. Um, and so I am trying to see if we could get Galine Joseph, who's talked to us about issues, uh, similar issues in the past, um, to, to come on in the next few weeks. So those are some of the, the guests I'm working on getting. Um, and uh, so if we, you know, we will have we will start bringing guests back uh, very soon. Uh, don't know yet exactly what we will be discussing next Friday, but if we don't have a guest, we will, you know, we will just do the news, um, which people seem to enjoy anyway. Anyway, so that is our show for tonight. And Ug, of course, as usual, thank you so much for the beats that you cover and the thoroughness with, with which you cover them. And people, people always enjoy your rundowns. And I'm certainly very grateful for all your work uh, on the news and blog review. So again, thank you very much. And I will um, leave us with our usual anthem, our oldest anthem here. We've been playing Moine Outrara by Bouillon Bois and Blues and Red Band uh, almost since the inception. Uh, we've been mixing in more music uh, of other bands, uh, of other artists, uh, illustrious artists, who, of course, people can reach out to me if they want to book these artists. And, you know, it's been Tifan, it's been um, Paul Beaubrun, it's been uh, Misty Jean, uh, for example. Uh, but let's go back to um, the original, the person who um, first uh, gave us access to his music on the show, and that's, of course, Bouillon Amboise. From the uh, and from um, the Bouillon Bois and the Blues and Red band, and um, from his album uh, Blues and Red, also uh, an artist who people who want to book him can also reach out to me. Uh, you know, any uh, people want to email me, uh, at, you know, discuss further discuss issues in the show. I, I I welcome you emailing me at alice.backer at icloud.com. Alice.backer at iCloud.com. And of course, thanks at MacRoot57. Unfortunate name, but you are a listener. But at MacRoot57, <laughs> thank you for. And of course, MacRoot is a bag before it is a person. Um, so thank you for your latest tweet. He, he said to the fake or take, uh, it, you know, Chinese investment plans in Haiti, fake or take, he says take. That is the latest reaction we got. Uh, and he also says, A, uh, infrastructure, A, like American, gave us chaos during the occupation. B, like Brazil, gave us Minusta cholera. C, like China, will give us a better future. <laughs> All right. So this is this is a, a person who has time to, uh, you know, rhyme and, uh, you know, respond to our show in verse. So, you know, some at Makut57 does deserve some kudos for that. All right, guys. So, um, so that is it for us. Uh, again, here's uh, Bouillon Bois and the Blues and Red Band. And uh, see you next Friday, same time, same place. We always shoot for nine, even though we don't always start straight at nine. 
Uh, I usually leave work at seven, uh, which is why it takes me like an hour to get home and then another hour to, to, to you know, I don't know, uh, you know, freshen up and then, um, you know, get on the air, which is why sometimes we have a little, a little delay. But uh, have a great night, everyone, and uh, take good care of yourself. Uh, don't uh, overdo it uh, for the you know, holiday weekend here in the United States. Uh, but do do enjoy whatever uh, dancing or barbecues, and uh, see you see you fresh next uh, Friday for um, our first show of the fall. And uh, good night, everyone. Good night, Ug, and um, have a great week. Good night. Enjoy. Be safe, and see you soon again. <laughs>
What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.